Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious... Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done that for so long, it feels. Wow, you're really out of practice. I'm really out of practice. I'm just, damn it. Uh, No, you're not, damn it. No, I appreciate that. My brain... I'm just like... I, I'm that Blink-182 song. Damn it. Punk is back. Isn't Chem- My Chemical Romance coming back together? Yeah, they're not punk, though. They're emo. Oh, sorry. They're emo. Yeah, okay. you- There wasn't actual emo music. They were pretty emo. I mean, they- is emo a music style? Oh, yeah. I thought it was more like the haircut and the lifestyle than... Well, they all went together, didn't they? No, apparently not, because I had no idea that there was emo music. Oh really? Oh, there's definitely emo music. I'm the. I think the two years that are one or two years that I'm older than you. That's what left me and left emo behind for me. Well, My Chemical Romance, uh, Panic at the Disco, uh, that other band that I can't remember the name. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, that, that one. one. That one. Um, I actually really like their song, but I can't remember um <laughs> what it is. So, but yeah, totally emo music. Like it. It exists. I will totally have to look that up afterwards because obviously I don't have it in my head right now. It reminds me, um, I was walking through Belfast one one night um, with some friends. We were walking home from, or walking back to her car from an event over like in the dock area. So it was quite a long walk back to her car. And we were going through this empty parking lot and across the parking lot was a, a girl and a, and a guy. And she was like despairing, like she was saying something i don't even know what she was saying and then all of a sudden she goes oh my god i am so emotional (laughs) (laughs) and we laughed like i'm still laughing about this and that was easy like 11 years ago and it was still (laughs) one of the best moments ever (laughs) yeah people are weird sometimes but hell yeah for emotion yeah so I, i skipped the emo stage though yeah as i mentioned that was after my time i was already when was emo 2000 something 2002 to 7 see i was i was occupied with my a levels back then and with starting work i had no time for emo i was mm. my own kind of emo back then <laughs> there were definitely lots of emo kids in my high school so and i think i don't know they might have been around like 2001 but i feel like they really came in 2002 Maybe. Nah, that wasn't, that was, I was out of that already then. (laughs) So here's to you emos, if you've ever been one, I salute you. (laughs) Or if you're still emo, because emo's coming back apparently. Yeah, I heard, I heard. At least my chemical romance is coming back or whatever. Anyway, welcome to this episode. How are you doing? I'm doing good. 
That wasn't very convincing, but I believe you well, anyway. I've been I've been sick for like two weeks, so I'm just like my motivation levels and my excitement is just like sitting down on the floor while I'm up here on the chair. You know, <laughs> I probably sound really nasally, so sorry, listeners. Um, sorry, that's all I got. I'm just like sorry if I sound like a nasally nasally butt face. I don't feel. I I feel we're. I don't find you. P- p- I don't. <laughs> I don't find you specifically, especially nasally. I think we're both quite nasally, but I even okay. I would feel I sound more nasally than you do, to be fair. Mm. But that's that's fair. I think yeah. the listeners will handle it quite well, right? I, right. Yeah, I mean they don't have a choice because this is what we sound like today. So true. I yeah. mean they can turn off, which please don't turn off because we have an amazing topic today. Yeah, it's a cool topic. Yeah, yeah, because. As you've mentioned, I've been over. Yeah. Last, like already two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago? Like, like a week. Yeah, you got here two weeks ago today. Two Jeez. weeks ago yesterday. Something like that. But Jeez. while I was over, something historical happened. It was amazing. It has shattered the world of esports. And a lot of onions were cut in the room where everybody was sitting while it was happening. Let's just yeah, say definitely. that. Uh-huh. So we finally have a woman who has won a like international esports tournament. Yay! So it finally Yay! happened. <laughs> After having talked about this with Patra on our interview and mentioning it with Thist in our interview as well, that eventually women will be more visible and will be start to be more and compete more in esports. We now have the first female esports champion whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. and it all happened during blizzcon to be honest and since we've turned into a world of warcraft blizzard podcast we can talk about this again <laughs> disclaimer we have not turned into a blizzard podcast it just happens that there's a lot of blizzard news lately and disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's only one Blizzard head on our podcast, but I'm just here sitting and watching it on the sidelines. But yeah. You're still. like a Blizzard peripheral. It's fine. I'm very peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's just say that Monica watched the Overwatch cinematic and bought Overwatch on her Switch. That is very true. I've played it while I was over. I'm very bad at playing shooters and now I have it. that's how it happened but also it's just that the overwatch graphics are kind of totally my jam so yeah i like them a lot so that's that was what caught me basically to be really honest it (laughs) reminded me a lot of my anime and manga days so Mm. I, i vibe with that type of art style that's mainly the reason why i then well bought it and they had coupons so i got it for cheaps <laughs> but yeah and because we're talking about stories so yeah let's hope there will be more story in overwatch 2 which they also announced but back to what we were talking about the first woman in esports like not the first woman but the first ch- esports champion is vk lion that was, that was good that was good but i think it was more like vk lion you mean you talk about the green sparkly guy yeah 
who was announcing her that he, he 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 did a really great job to be fair he was amazing i'm actually trying to find his name because i don't pay enough attention to um to esports and hearthstone casters um to actually know their names but i am trying to find it yeah i i didn't listen properly when he was when he was announced and never read whenever two-thirds showed up <laughs> with a name or something but yeah she actually wasn't part of the grandmasters before participating in the final in the in the one's life at blizzcon because they had just finished the relegations where patra because this is the same season that patra was in and patra was the only woman competing in this the entire season of the grandmasters so when she got relegated because unfortunately patra didn't make the qualifiers um so she came down and vk lion went up and so she was participating in the finals and she fucking owned it basically so she never participated in any regional things just went directly to the international finals uh yeah basically um she let's see she she wasn't i mean she was playing in asia pacific um, but she wasn't as part of the grandmasters um and then it was when patra was relegated there was like people elevated basically to to replace the was four people or the three people that got relegated out of asia pacific vk lion was one of them we talked about her before in a geek girls in the news episode we did Mm -hmm. as part of the ones to watch from china women to watch from china yeah that was around august i guess because the article is from august and her boyfriend also was a professional hearthstone player yes i remember talking about that so she won two hundred thousand dollars as well like that's pretty great with a final now yeah, that's how much she won. Oh, wow. I was always wondering how much they would make. I mean, Pat, I already mentioned it's good money, but I was like, yeah, good money. How 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 much is good money? But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what you get for just competing in the Grandmasters. I'm not sure. But but I mean, yeah. it must be enough for them to... VK Lion is not actually living in the US, but Patra is living in the US, and that's not cheap, I guess. No, definitely not. So in the... Really cool thing about VK Lion is actually that she finished the Grandmasters live at BlizzCon with undefeated. Like she didn't lose one of her games against any of those dudes that were up there. It was pretty amazing to watch when she was standing in front of them and in the back of her there were all the guys lined up and they all didn't make it and she made it. And I was like, ah, fuck you all. <laughs> Yeah, somebody here. I don't. I don't know if it was Tom or Marty because we were all watching BlizzCon together, and they were saying how because we actually didn't watch the final live. Marty was watching other things. I'm not sure what he was watching, and we were playing uh, board games, so we didn't watch the finals live. Though I was staying up to date on Twitter. I was like, she's won two out of three games. Oh my god! (laughs) A boost up. Amanda was super excited about about the Twitter feed happening. I was like very excited. It's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember if it was Tom or Marty. They said the next morning that like from pictures that they'd seen that she didn't seem very excited or happy or or like emotional about it. And I was like, yeah, uh, maybe like I haven't really seen anything. So then on Sunday morning, we we watched it. We watched the entire three games and like her acceptance, her win, her victory, her speech and everything. And like, to say that VK Lion wasn't emotional or happy or overwhelmed based on whatever they saw to make that comment is a total bullshit. <laughs> I totally think that wasn't neither of them. I think it was me. 
Oh, was it you? <laughs> yeah. Because I, the reason why I said this was because after the third game was over, she basically, you could see her still on the screen and everything. And there was hardly any reaction there. Only then when they pulled her on stage and then when we saw all the things afterwards, that was obviously very emotional. But from... Because in each, usually, like, how I would react when I know I want something super huge is like, fuck yeah, throw that shit around, be like, yeah, raise my hand, raise the roof. <laughs> but she was just totally contained and, yeah, standing up very normally and, 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 and not, didn't seem very excited, but I guess it was mostly overwhelmed. But, uh, yeah, afterwards, yeah. you see that she was, like, very overwhelmed and quite emotional. Yeah, it was pretty amazing actually um like her speech was was incredible uh like talking about how she was standing in line at a tournament in in asia and it was a really big tournament she was like waiting to sign ups and this guy saying uh you're a girl you shouldn't be in line here it's not for you yeah and like okay we know that men think that they are the gatekeepers of gaming and that like if you don't have a penis you actually shouldn't be here like and as we all know 50 percent of gamers in the world are female yeah so they could all eat their own dicks <laughs> enjoy <laughs> <laughs> serve it up on a platter because now now that we've got like one woman w winning in esports like, I think that VK line is just opening a floodgate. And oh, yeah. we, we have so many women in esports. Um, VK Lion, Patra, who unfortunately, like, she didn't play as well as she had hoped in the Grandmasters. But, like, there's even Monica found today a, a, a girl gamer esports convention coming up in December in Dubai. I and, mean, like, for Dubai, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> there have been a, quite a few, like in Sao Paulo, apparently it seems to travel. So it was in Sao Paulo, in Madrid, in Seoul, in Sydney, in Portugal, and in Macau, and, and also in Dubai now. So I'm like, that's pretty impressive that it's going on in Dubai, to be fair. Yeah. Like women are here. Women, the tide is changing. Yeah. And I mean, oftentimes people use the biological argument in school in regular sports why women can't achieve as much or as high results as their male counterparts can so apparently like if you take gymnastics and all that throwing sports they jump higher and like 20 percent whatever blah blah so you can't make them compete against each other but i think especially esports is that one area where you're like there is really no reason why men should be better at this than females. Strategic thinking is nothing that's biological and that's biologically male. Um, and also the biological arguments are bullshit anyway. Um, because, yes, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Nature has a variety of things in store. So, yeah, blaming it on that is in general just old and whatever but esports i think is also the place where it all it's mostly practice it's i guess it's practice and strate strategical skills depending on what game you're playing and why and critical thinking in a game like hearthstone as well yeah so none of that is inherently male mm -hmm. so we can be everywhere hell yeah yeah, I mean, we just have to look. This year alone, there's been so many more women being signed into professional esports contracts. Mm. Like, there was Chiquita Evans yep. was signed into NBA 2K earlier this year. 
Uh, we talked about that and Geek Girl in the News episode uh, 24. Wow. So already yeah, half ago. a year ago. <laughs> yep. Amazing. So, like, Chiquita was signed back in March, and we've had two women competing at the Grand Masters. And I know there was a little bit of controversy about a woman playing com- competitive Overwatch that didn't actually end up being a woman. We talked about that earlier as well. Yeah. Um, but we didn't. And that's just the ones that we know about, that I know about. Yeah. And those are all fighting against the odds. So it's not that they're, you have to imagine that they don't only compete in the things and have the same situation going on as all the guys in the competition, but they also have to fight the tide that goes on against them um, because they're female. So it's not Mm -hmm. just the stress and the pressure of the game itself, but it's also, as Patra mentioned in her episode often, fighting that... um, lack of opportunities eventually at some some stages and and fighting the the bad rep and the the the, and the and the haters and trolls and shit so it takes even more to get to where um they are i guess definitely definitely you know i'm gonna talk about me for a second um <laughs> i <laughs> just gonna talk about myself do that um i replied to somebody on twitter last night looking for women to join her all-female Hearthstone team just for like friendly competition so I might be joining a friendly competition Hearthstone team nice yeah just for the funds why not but she said to me that she's trying to build up an all-female team because even in their friendly tournament they don't have enough female representation they don't have women playing and it's like it seems like quite a big, a big small scene. It's just friendly, so it's not like super competitive. There's no money involved, but even at that level, like they don't have a lot of women competing. And like the badass woman of Hearthstone exists. That's where Patrick got her start. And like there, there are all these opportunities for women to get more involved in in esports. But it just takes women actually getting involved, um, and and making themselves involved you know i feel that as they also said right it's more the more you see them the more they will be eventually so if you see vk lion winning this and you're like oh look there is a girl participating in something big as that then i can just be more visible as well even if it's just a subconscious thing i think it does a lot to your subconscious if you do see yourself in places that you didn't expect yourself to be in previously. Exactly. Like women's esports needs to be seen on its own as something. Like it's like you would have the women's NBA or the the women's soccer or something. Like it needs to be its own product, not something like a byproduct or not an addition to. It's like it needs to be seen and existing alongside the like it, we don't need to have a be a proving ground, you know, for a male-dominated sports industry. We had a similar discussion in a few, a few episodes, like a few episodes ago, where because it's also an issue with regular sports, right? That the male sports get way more funding and everything, and way more attention, mm-hmm. way more press attention, way more people want to come pay more money um, to go to an NBA game. Whereas hardly they can hardly fill stadiums for the WNBA game, for example. And the WNBA players need to can't even make a proper living out of, of being professional basketball players in the WNBA. So I think it's it's more than just 
being there and not being compared to it. I think it needs it needs to get on an equal standing somehow. It needs to be perceived as equally as entertaining. And I guess with esports, that might be simpler to do than with um, with female sports, which is totally a stupid preconception that I have because I don't actually watch purpose in general. Um, but for I heard from from even women who do watch a lot of sports that it does seem more. A male football game seems sometimes faster than a female football game, which makes it which makes it more interesting to watch, mm-hmm. um, which is not something I think would happen with esports, for example, because situation is basically the same. Like that's why I think it's probably really good ground to get female gamers into a place when there are more. I think their games will be just as exciting as the male ones, which then won't make that scale flip into one or the other direction. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I do think that women's esports maybe needs to be seen as like a separate entity until it can be seen together. Like, I think it's amazing that women are competing against men right now. And I'm not saying that that should necessarily stop, but maybe until we get more equal footing, we need to have like women's teams. I don't know. I think it's a chicken or the egg question, to be honest, because that's probably a place where it can happen. If you take away all of the pressure that women faced in esports when they compete in with men together, then I feel the how they do it and what they do will be can be compared to men. And I'm not always sure if segregating it. On the one hand, I totally see what you're saying when because you need the you need the ally, you need the allies, you need to, to be able to identify and talk to people who have the same issues as you, which is obviously the case for if you if you have all female teams or all female leagues, for example. But then it still keeps it segregated. Whereas I think that. And, and and it's easier to keep the perception up that the one is better than the other. Whereas if it's mixed and females defeat men and men defeat females, and it's uh, and you see like a mixture of everyone in a ranking, for example, like can be girl, boy, boy, girl, girl, boy, for example, then it would be more visible that it's not something that it's a specific trait that men have more of or women have less of or women have more of or men have less of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I think maybe chicken egg scenario is totally right here because I feel like I feel like with women competing with men, there's always going to be that perception and stereotype that they aren't good enough to be there and like there's they're going to consistently be, be trolled and like, berated in in chats like unfortunately what was happening with patra and that's without stronger moderation and men just those men in particular stop being like they get a whole change of perspective like i don't think that that's that that's going to stop unless the industry changes and toxic masculinity changes and but by having like a separate women's esports tournament you wouldn't have those kind of trolls there being like oh they don't deserve to be there because they're only competing against women and okay i'm not i'm not saying that that's necessarily what i want but i can definitely see the benefit in having like separate women's leagues um because until the stigma is gone and until people are like oh look at these women absolutely fucking killing it in hearthstone or overwatch or you know whatever and then you make mixed teams then like i think 
I mean, I, I, I think they kind of, I, I don't, I don't know. I could see, I can see benefit of having separate women's leagues for sure. I can totally also see a benefit, especially emotionally for whoever is competing. I do think that those assholes who are in there trolling will not, even with the separate leagues, will not be persuaded that females rule as well. They will probably still think they play worse than men. Only in competition with men, I think, will they be able to see that they can be just as good or even better. And I think the problem right now is mostly that there are so little of them there. Because it were, if it were a 50-50 rooster, for example, or roster, or however you say it, um, like 50% male, 50% female, and they were all distributed in there depending on their skill levels, then this argument will be annihilated basically because they cannot keep going on and pretending that women can't be there because there are at least 50% females in that league and some are owning it and some are not as good um, so I think that's by showing them by proving them wrong in competition and th thereby annihilating their argument that would be one way for me I would think they might at least just shut the fuck up then yeah but I, yeah, I totally different. see what you're saying that like it's a hard work it's hard hard work for everyone who's the first and if you're only a small group then it's like you're a minority you're fucked basically <laughs> for sure yeah and I just want to um add something I just I just found this out um when we were talking about women being in professional esports in May there was a woman signed to a, an official Overwatch Apex team May nice. this year yeah Kim Giguri Siyun. Um, so she's out in Asia Pacific and she was signed to an Overwatch team. Nice. Sorry, uh, to like change the subject, I just saw that and I was like, nope. I didn't know this and totally need to. That's what we're talking about this, this now. Day. Shedding more light on who's already owning the scene. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for the future of esports for women. Um, like, regardless of how the leagues are, are formed or whether women are competing with men or competing on their own. I just think that women just need to compete more. Yeah. And the more that we see women competing, the more women that are going to compete. Yeah. And like this said, like women our age, were never like super encouraged to be big gamers. Yeah. Um, but now like teenagers, younger kids, like it, it's very common, very popular for girls to be playing games. And yeah. as, as they grow up, we're definitely going to get more women in esports. Yeah for sure and i think like for sure in like our in our age range as well we're going to get more women in esports yeah yeah 100 and if you ever see a man on a professional rooster and in a professional competition you heard it here first yeah whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So, um maybe i'll start streaming again too nice i don't know i stopped streaming because uh i forgot to, to stream <laughs> um, that's the only reason <laughs> that's the only reason yeah i was just like oh i haven't streamed in a while <laughs> that doesn't mean that you can't get back to it exactly see so yeah train for that professional league that you want to be part of i'm standing on the sidelines cheering with my pom-pom i will make special geek carrying pom-poms for you if you do oh, that yeah and our geek carrying colors Yes. Man, again, a reason why we would need camera. I mean, maybe we yeah. don't need camera considering yeah, the, I know. the way we look. Tonight. Maybe one day we'll be uh, 
a Twitch podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Or occasionally. Yeah. I would already find it hilarious occasionally, to be fair. That's true. I mean, we will have our roundtables live on Twitch um, yep. starting in the new year. I know that we told all our Patreon supporters that they would be coming out like at the beginning of November, but uh, sorry, that didn't happen because also hashtag I, got, live. I got sick and life. Um, but we're going to be getting them out in the new year. Promise, promise. Yes. Cross my heart and hope to die. Stick I don't, a needle in my eye. I don't really know if I like that swearing, like that promise kind of Oh, think? that's how that's how serious I am. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, and we just want to give you a heads up as well that Geek Herring is going to be taking a Christmas hiatus. Woo! Um, wow, that sounded more excited than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've been doing this like nonstop for a lot of episodes. Um, so we will be taking an actual Christmas break. It's more like a creative hiatus Christmas break. Yeah, we're gonna lots of stuff will be going on. Maybe we'll record some episodes. Um, definitely get our interview roster lined up. So if there is anybody that you would like to hear on Geek Herring as an interview guest, let us know because we will be reaching out over the next wee while to get everybody booked in for 2020. Yes. Start of a new decade. I mean, that's the best reason to make a pause and start with full throttle, isn't it? I think so. Jesus, new decade. Can't even call it. New decade. <sighs> Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's what we've got for you this yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's a hot and short one this time. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we would like to leave you at the end of this episode of Geek Herring with VK Lyons' words from her speech. Two years ago, I remembered when I was competing in a huge tournament. I was waiting in line for backup signups and there was this guy telling me that if you're a girl, you shouldn't wait in line here. It is not for you. And now today, I'm here with all the support from all the fans. So I want to say to all the girls out there who have a dream for esports, for competition, for glory, if you want to do it and you believe in yourself, you should just forget your gender and go for it. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.